Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. What creates these real nightmares when we go to sleep? Is it something, an event that happened during the day? Is it something that's troubling us? Is it something we ate? What does it? <laughs> well, actually, George, it's all of those things and more. There are very many reasons why we have nightmares. So on the level of what happens in the brain, uh, our fight or flight reactions occur in an ancient part of the brain called the amygdala. Uh, it's also known as the emotional accelerator. And the amygdala is basically completely free in dreams um, because the prefrontal cortex shuts down in sleep. So all of this aggression and fear and sadness is much more likely to take us into an extreme state when we're actually dreaming. So that's kind of what happens in the brain uh, to make this happen. And then on the psychological level, um, nightmares have a processing function. I often use the analogy of a volcano. You know, if we've got too much going on, too many strong emotions that we haven't processed, at some point they all just come exploding out of us like lava out of a volcano, and that is the nightmare experience. Because when we have unresolved traumatic experiences, they leave a memory of fear embedded in the brain. And during dreaming, this fearful raw material is magnified into scary imagery. And then some people have nightmares that are caused by sleep disturbances or even by the medication they're taking. So if anyone listening is having very frequent nightmares once or more a week or perhaps every night, then very important to speak to your doctor and see if any of your medication is causing this. Oh, that's interesting, too. How about yeah, the, how about the supplement right. melatonin? Yeah, well, that's, um, that's a supplement that people usually take to take them into a deeper sleep. It's often used for people with insomnia. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that can help people sometimes who have nightmare issues. But as you'll find out today when we talk about it, my own view is that uh, the best way to deal with nightmares is actually to work with them, to transform them. Because nightmares, uh, you can think of them as being red flags. They flag up emotional, psychological, or physical issues even in the body. So sometimes if we have a physical illness, the signals from the body are passed into the dreaming mind uh, to let us know that we have this illness. One guy dreamed he was being tortured with hot coals under his chin, and uh, he actually discovered very soon afterwards that he had thyroid cancer. So it can even be a message from the body. But generally, on the psychological level, uh, nightmares can be seen as honest mirrors. They show us how we're really feeling about a situation. They show us what's really happening in our body or in our life. And if we don't act on that nightmare message, then it will likely return. So my view on nightmares is that they could be considered as gifts in ugly wrapping paper, you know, but once we take our courage in both hands and unwrap this nightmare to find out what the the message or the meaning is, that's when we receive the gift of insight or wisdom or some sort of very practical advice often to help us in our lives, to help us to move forward. So there are many reasons for having nightmares. And are there different types of nightmares, Claire, in that uh, some people may see it as a gift some people may see it as something horrible. Oh, they are. They are horrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they say they totally feel horrible when we have them. They can be seen as a gift when we unwrap them and work with their message. But there, there are also many different types of nightmares. Now, the general definition of a nightmare is that it's a dream that is so upsetting or disturbing that it wakes us up. 
But um, in the, the work that I've been doing recently and in the book, I have a much broader definition because so many people were reaching out to me all the time with all sorts of different upsetting sleep experiences. So my definition of nightmares is that they are any upsetting, fearful, or distressing experience that happens during sleep. This is a very broad umbrella, and it includes things like sleep paralysis nightmares. Sleep paralysis is when you feel like you're trapped inside your body, you can't move, and it often comes along with super scary hallucinations and visions. Um, Other people write to me saying that they have out-of-body experiences which terrify them because they think they're dying. They think they won't ever get back into their body again. So that's all included under this umbrella of nightmares. Also disturbing pre-sleep imagery or hypnagogic imagery. This can also involve very scary images. And some people report sort of floating in this endless black space known as the void uh, and they feel very scared when they're not used to that space and they don't know what can happen there they feel alone and um, very frightened and then there are recurring nightmares that keep coming back often because they have a message for us um, that we are not paying attention to so the nightmare shouts louder and louder to get our attention Um, yeah and and then of course there are kind of the more regular nightmares that happen because uh, we've been stressed, uh, there's something going on in our life, and we're processing it in a healthy way by actually letting out some of that extreme energy and emotion during our sleep. And whereabouts in the brain do dreams originate, Claire? Huh, well, <laughs> I mean, I have a broader view of dreams as well, because I don't think they're simply something that's produced by the brain. I think they're part of the vaster, wider mind. Um, As I said earlier, so we've got the amygdala, which, you know, on the level of brain chemistry, you can say that we are much closer to this ancient part of the brain uh, where we tap into uh, very deep fight or flight reactions. And that is all it's all interlinked, you know, the way the brain chemistry is, the things that have happened during the day. But I also think that dreams are vaster than that. And we see that when we look at um, dreams that can indicate the future or dreams that uh, involve meeting up with deceased loved ones or telepathic dreams and nightmares. So um, I think we tap into a broader matrix when we dream. I don't think it's all just to do with what goes on in the brain. I do feel that we are much more than simply a body and a brain. Indeed, indeed. Now, you talk about in The Art of Transforming Nightmares that it could be a healing gift. Explain that. Yeah. So... Nightmares, nightmares really um, can offer us so many, so many beautiful opportunities to get to know ourselves better and to understand what's happening in our lives. They often let us know that change is needed or healing is needed. And so an example of a terrifying nightmare, one woman came to a workshop I was giving for psychotherapists on lucid dreaming and uh, she had an awful nightmare that she was in a very, very high building. And she noticed there was a little cat on the window ledge and it was about to fall from the window. And she was terrified and she ran to save the cat. And she was trying so hard to save it that she nearly fell out of the window herself and woke up uh, in a state of extreme fear and panic. And we did a technique I do called lucid writing, which is when you re-enter the dream and allow it to change and move to give you insight and some sort of transformation. And after she did this, um, she said she realized 
that the cat in her dream represented her husband who was disabled and requiring a, a lot of care and she realized that um, she, she absolutely needed help. She couldn't save him um, without actually risking herself uh, because she just could not give anymore um, and that she was going to have to get help from an outside nurse. So that nightmare, horrible though it was, made her realize, okay, this is a moment where I'm going to have to change things in my life. I need to be able to move forward. I need to accept help now with my husband. Um, and that's a gift in the sense that it, it's a protective gift. That's the nightmare saying you cannot go on like this any longer. You must seek help. So that's one kind of gift that we can get from a nightmare. So often it comes in the form of healing insight um, the understanding of how we really feel about a situation. Because nightmares and, and dreams in general force us to be honest with ourselves about how well we're coping or how we really feel about a relationship. Um, so it just, it just takes a bit of courage to get to the heart of the nightmare. And you're an expert on lucid dreaming, Claire. And uh, tell me, can you have a lucid dream in a nightmare? Yeah, you can. Um, you can have a, <laughs> you can have um, a nightmare where you actually become lucid in that nightmare, and then that's amazing because it gives you the opportunity to work with the nightmare in real time while it's actually happening, and that can be incredibly healing. And we have a lot more presence when we become lucid in a nightmare. Then we can become alert to what's happening in our unconscious mind. Uh, one example is um, there was a woman who had a dream that she walked into a room and there was a hunched figure and uh, he, was look he looked really kind of awful and bedraggled and she was scared of this figure and she became lucid and she knew that she, need that she had to look upon the face of this figure and she was scared and reluctant but because she was lucid she thought, okay, I'm going to face this and see what is in my psyche and she went up to this hunched figure and it turned to face her, and in fact, it was just pure luminosity, incredible spiritual light that shone on her. And she was incredibly moved um, and realized that she, you know, she actually, this is part of her, this light. So when we're lucid, we can, we can react in the moment because the dream is thought responsive. It reacts to our thoughts, our expectations, the, the level of fear that we have as well, it will spontaneously change to reflect that. And nightmares can become um, yeah, very, very joyful or deeply spiritual when we become lucid in the dream, and they can also give us an ability to heal the fractured parts of ourselves. Claire, you have what is called a nightmare solution technique. It was the lucid uh, dreaming imaging nightmare solution. What is that? Yeah. Yeah, um, so this is a technique that you can use when you've just woken up from a nightmare. And so the first step is calm yourself down. You know, uh, sometimes we wake up dripping with sweat with our heart racing. So just, you know, have a drink of water, relax, be calm. And then you can check in with yourself and ask yourself if you want to do this work and re-enter the nightmare mentally. And if that feels okay for you, then you close your eyes, relax, and go back into the nightmare in your mind's eye. Allow it to come into your head again. But this time, you don't need to feel the fear or the guilt or the angst, whatever was happening, because you are the movie director. You're directing this nightmare film. 
So you can fast forward or rewind or press the pause button. You're in control. So you go back into it and you rewind it to the tipping point. The tipping point is the point where it turned from a dream into a nightmare. So the moment that the monster leapt out of the closet, for example, you go back to that <laughs> tipping point if there is one. If not, you just restart it whenever you want. Replay that nightmare and just respond in any way that feels right. You, For example, you could ask a figure in the dream, do you have a message for me? Or you could summon help in the dream, get a strong friend to come or a superhero, or you could escape from that situation or fight. This can be psychologically freeing to sometimes to fight the demons that come up in our dreams and just take control in that way. Uh, you could also hug the monster. This is, has a very integrative uh, function of perhaps you know integrating the shadow energy that we all have within us. Um, yeah, or send love and light to the nightmare and see if that transforms into some sort of healing or resolution. Um, and it will develop magical powers like strength or flight or invisibility. So you can do anything that feels right within that imaginal dream re-entry. And in fact, this is very, very good thing to do for resolution. It's um, based on um, nightmare Im imagery rehearsal therapy, which is when people rewrite the nightmare story and just bring it into their minds and change it. Because if you think about it, a nightmare is a story and you can change the direction of it a bit like the way that you can change the direction of a, a train by moving the points. And that sends a really strong message to the unconscious mind that there isn't just one way of reacting in a nightmare. We can change the way we, act, we react. We can empower ourselves. So it's actually very empowering to do this kind of nightmare work. What would be a bad dream? I mean, to, to one person might be okay. Yeah, you're quite right. And that's an interesting thing, actually. You know, sometimes people tell me dreams and I think, oh, my goodness, that sounds like a, a terrible nightmare. You know, they'll say, um, oh, yeah, in the dream I was ripped apart limb, limb by limb and, uh, and all these soldiers just strew, they strew my body parts across the street. And you think, oh, my goodness, I was definitely talking about a nightmare here. But the, the dream is like, no, no, I didn't feel scared or worried in the dream. And that's, that's worth kind of finding out, you know, what is going on here? Is this... A purely symbolic dream and in fact in that particular dream it turned out to be one from a woman who had moved house about 25 times in her life and felt that parts of her were left in these places from which she'd moved um, and the nightmare or sorry the dream I should say was simply showing her that she felt scattered so that wasn't you know it wasn't a terrible dream but uh, that some dreams are, are very clearly nightmares uh, one guy dreamed that he was uh, living in a house with Adolf Hitler. And so Hitler was totally in charge. And one day Hitler decided that he wanted to have sex with the dreamer. And the dreamer was like, no way, that's not happening. But he knew he was going to have to because this was Adolf Hitler. And he woke up from that nightmare in an absolute state, sweating and, and screaming, fell off, fell on the floor and so on. And he worked on this nightmare using the lucid imaging nightmare solution that I've just mentioned. So he went back into the dream, and when he went back into that dream, he realized, hey, hang on, the Allies won World War II. So Hitler has no power. And he was able then, in that imagined dream reentry, to stand up to Hitler. He said, this is my home. 
and this is my body, and you have no power over me. And he realized after that nightmare re-entry that Hitler represented the angry, rigid, controlling side of himself, a shadow side of himself. So you can change your response to the nightmare. You can actually change who you are when you dream. You can change who you are in your nightmares and how you react. If you constantly find yourself fleeing from aggressive people or fighting off monsters, you can, you can change the way that you react. And it's very good to do this kind of rehearsal, like with the lucid imaging nightmare solution. Go back in, change the scene, change things, and the unconscious will receive that message because we're working with the imagery of the unconscious, the, the language of the unconscious. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.